Well, the wait is over. The Ravens are calling. Bran is serving looks. The games are being... Bran's not the only one serving looks. I, I would say Sansa throned. is serving looks. That's true. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Bran's, I think... Bran's, I think, are more... <laughs> that stare at the end of the episode is just iconic. What a great moment. Yeah, that it, it was a good one. It was a great Did you episode. catch, too, uh, just before that, when Sam came out of his conversation with Danny and Jory, ran out and Bran... He was like, what are you doing, Bran? And Bran was like, I'm waiting for an old friend. He's waiting for Jamie. Classic. Oh, yeah. What a prankster. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, the games have been thrown, and we are back in action. Season 1, Episode 8. Nope. Wait. <laughs> tried, tried again. Season 3? Three, three? Uh, I mean, it's close in shape if you, if you round it off, you know. Season Almost. 3, Episode 3 of Game of Thrones... I don't know what it's called. I didn't see the title. I got too excited. Um, yeah, they there was like some weird stuff with them not releasing the title. Uh, I saw it titled as Winterfell, but I don't think that was like the finalized title. It we'll was, call it, it something. Season 8, episode 1, A Game of Thrones. That's what it's called. Yes, that's it. That's the one. We have been waiting a very long time for this episode. 500 yep. something days, Ryan, you said. 565, I think it was. 500 days of summer and winter, fall, spring, all yeah, of the seasons. There's only one winter uh, we care about, and it's finally here. Yeah, well, it's been it's been here since the end of last season. But point is taken. <laughs> Good work, Ryan. <laughs> uh, it has been a long wait, and we have been chomping at the bit to see what happens. But, Ryan, we are finally here. You've grown you're a man now. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, almost like, most of a beard, so that's that's pretty cool. I can't grow uh, a beard, but today I did play laser tag, hair. and at the laser tag place, I bought a temporary tattoo and put it on my neck. So I'm, you know, mm, wow, a man in a different way. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, I'm pretty intimidated by that. I don't know if <laughs> uh, if we can really hang around anymore. Well, we're gonna have to finish this podcast because a Games of Throne has started. And let's just jump right in. Ryan, what did you think of the first episode of this short season? I was a really big fan. Uh, nothing nothing huge happened. Nothing monumental went down in this episode. No big battles or anything. But it was really... Those are coming. Uh, yes, they most definitely are. But it was a great way of lining up everything for the season. And you can, you can tell, like, now everything's really going to start falling into place. It was an episode full of reunions. We got to see a lot of old characters that haven't seen each other for a really, really long time. It was kind of disorienting to see everybody, you know, so many characters yeah, all together. It, it's strange, but, but nice. It was and, definitely the reunion episode. Oh, yeah. And I think the new uh, the new credit scene, the entry credits, was awesome. I really That was really that. cool. Yeah, usually really I skip. Cool. I mean, yeah, usually I'm at the point where I've seen so many episodes and I've seen some of them so many times over that I just skip the intro. Um, yeah, me too. But I mean, I could tell you could tell right away like the the like little bar thing over the Game of Thrones emblem looked different. Yeah, and, and I liked it. I thought it set a good tone because this episode oh, yeah. definitely you can feel that there's uh, a sense of urgency, not just among the showrunners trying to fit everything in within a six episode span, but among the characters knowing that this battle was coming, maybe at times mm-hmm. for me, something I'll talk about is 
they weren't quite as urgent as I would have liked to have seen, but there's definitely a tension, and I thought that set an excellent tone right off the bat. Agreed. I I think the most urgent character we saw was probably Gendry. He was he was going down. Yeah, he was he was one of the people that I think mound was of dragon going glass hardcore. To work with. Yeah. yeah, made a cool axe for the hound, and Arya sure commissioned did. him to make another axe. Yep. They were flirting a little bit. They were getting their flirt on. Yeah, there there was definitely a, a flare of romance there. I would be surprised if Arya ends up with somebody at the end of the season, just because she's so lost as a person. But, I don't know, maybe, maybe Gendry. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be anyone, then I, I definitely think it would be Gendry. When we're talking about Gendry, that was, I thought, a very fun scene to see her reunite Gendry. And then the Hound one was awesome, too. Just the way yeah, that was, that was cool. they nailed that. They you really did an excellent die. job with that. I robbed you first. <laughs> you're a cold little awesome. bitch, aren't you? Yeah. Probably while you're alive. That's about as like as close to a compliment as the Hound can give somebody. So I thought that was excellently, excellently done. And if there's one fear that I had coming into this new season, it was, as I rewatched seasons six and seven, I think that the look and the style of them were excellent and up to par, but they sped everything up so much. And part of what makes the first four seasons so enjoyable is that everything takes a long time to unfold and you really get to feel the character relations and there's a lot of buildup. And then that makes the ending either very cathartic or very traumatic, like with the Red Wedding. Um, And I was worried that especially with such a short season, only six episodes, they were going to just blow by things that I wanted them to like take their time and let breathe Mm -hmm. and right out of the gate they did an excellent job stepping really back into the past not only with the style of this episode which was very kind of contemplative and allowed these reunions to occur and was a lot more about character relations than you might have expected for the first episode of a season that's going to deal with the most like incredible disaster ever to befall the continent of Westeros oh yeah but all of the mirrorings that were going on between this episode and the very first episode of the series were... Oh, yeah, the opening opening scene was super, super similar to little yeah. Arya running around watching And I read Robert that the, his... the same music was p- playing in the background. Yeah. He, like, redid some of the aspects of it to make it, like, better. Really? And, but you could feel, like, the nostalgia. So I thought the tone of this episode was really well done. Absolutely it was, yeah. Winterfell yeah, you was were talking about like character development and stuff and I mean we we've seen so much of that over the seasons, you know. They really focus on characters individually mm-hmm. and now we can finally like see them meet each other and I feel like this episode got that out of the way. Now we can focus on the Night King, the throne, Cersei having her golden yeah. company. By the way, I really liked the golden company armor. I thought it looked really Yeah, it looks cool. cool. And that guy had a funny accent. I liked it. Yeah. I am rooting for the Golden Company. <laughs> I want I'd, them I'd to sit on the throne. They Collectively, all of them. All 20,000 of them to sit on the throne at the end. <laughs> it's a big throne. Uh, yeah, but there there was definitely a sense of urgency. And I, I, I thought that they asked some of the right questions for a change in this episode, which was kind of fun. I liked when Sansa came back and asked... Uh, how are we going to feed all these people? Like, I liked the kind of return oh, yeah. to logistics and dealing with those sorts of things. Although we didn't actually get a straight answer to that because they kind of like ended the scene with 
Daenerys making a witty remark, and then we didn't get to find out what the answer is. But I did like her witty remark, but I also was expecting an answer because it seemed like yeah. a pretty important question. Yeah, and then they just but... they're like, oh well. <laughs> Sans is more like the uh, the like day to day operations, and John is more mm-hmm. Tube City. <laughs> yep. <laughs> John's the Tube City of Winterfell. <laughs> That's why he's running around in the crypts. Uh, talking about character relations, talking about Sansa, her and Danny have gotten into it a little bit in the early oh, going. Yeah. It literally immediately, as soon as Sansa saw her, she was she was shooting daggers. With good reason was... though, I think. I, I think that as a viewer, we kind of want the people of the North to just be like, Okay, whatever, John bent the knee. We gotta focus on fighting the White Walkers. It doesn't matter if he's the king of the North or not. But we've seen these people and their way of life and and it gets definitely in character for them not to just be willing to give themselves up to Na- Danny, especially after oh, yeah. they named John the King in the North. So yeah, those I little political agree. intrigues and logistics are good. And I loved the moment where Sansa asked John if he bent the knee because he was trying to protect the North or if he was doing it because he was in love with Danny. Yeah, and that was another question we uh, didn't get an answer to. Yeah, you know, but I think the not answering it was kind of an answer in itself. Yeah, it was it was powerful having ended the cut it right there. Yeah, and I mean this this episode you can you could tell for sure there's going to be a lot of conflict between the Starks and Daenerys, and probably Which, between Jon and Daenerys. I'll speak on that. You know, I am not a Daenerys supporter. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm well aware. When we recorded our last Game of Thrones podcast, I had not watched an episode really. One of, or I had watched an episode, but I hadn't watched any of the episodes from season six or seven since the end of season seven. So it had been almost two years. Um, but within that time, and then the premiere of the show, so the last like two two weeks or whatever, I rewatched season six and seven, and my disdain for her only grew. Which you know, I guess is in part a credit to Amelia Clark because she's a very talented actress and I think does a very good job with Daenerys. But as a character, she just frustrates me because I think she's so hypocritical and she makes rash, awful decisions. And she talks about how she wants to be this like positive queen influence, and then she burns people alive and stuff. Yeah, I mean, this as her advisors Sam was my favorite scene. I that's think exactly episode. what I was getting. I mean, to. it might be that or John and. Arya's reunion was awesome. I, that was that a good was just scene. Heartwarming. Yeah, that was heartwarming with yeah. just the like the talk about needle and then her admiring his sword. Yeah, that was that was really I just well liked their too. hug. It was yeah. so <laughs> emotional. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, part of what bothered me so much, I figured it out rewatching about Daenerys was that one episode she's burning Sam's family alive, right? And mm-hmm. Tyrion is staunchly against it. And then there's a scene in the next episode where Varys and Tyrion are talking about it and saying that they need to find a way to, like, rein that in a little bit. She's doing awful things. And then the very next episode, all the characters are like, she's a good queen. I like what she stands for, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, last episode, she was doing... I, I don't know. I feel like people overlook these awful, awful things that she does far too often. And that really bothers me that she's so hypocritical and gets away with it. And I was glad to see some of that catch up with her a little bit because the scene where she comes to Sam and tells him about his father and he's like, Oh, well my brother was a good man. She's like, well, yeah, Sam, are you sitting down? (laughs) Sam, I've got, I've got something to tell you. (laughs) And yeah, he did a, he did a really good job 
uh, just like acting through that, you could see the difference. Like he looked upset at hearing about his father. Oh, he was excellent. And I've yeah, seen but some then people once who his brother came, he really just like broke yeah. down. It was awesome. I've seen some people questioning his reaction and being like, "Well, why is he so upset if his father John was John Bradley? Dick? That's his name, John Bradley." Um, but at the same time, I'm like, "Well, yeah, his father was a dick, but it's still his family." And yeah, I'm sure there was a part of Sam. He definitely still, you know, wanted care for his brother, for his father. Yeah, and I think that there was a part of Sam that hoped that maybe after this war he could be the hero because he is a hero and his father would finally see him for that and he could reconcile with his family and he could go back to his home. Um, And even though he doesn't get along with his father, now he just has to deal with the fact that he's never going to get that back. So that was a chilling scene. But then when he goes to John and tells John about it and we find out that John did not know about her being burnt alive, I think that Sam just... This is my favorite moment when he tells John about his true parentage and then says, you have a better claim to the throne than her. So if she truly was like a good ruler and a good queen, you st- you knelt to save your people. Will she do the same? Yeah, I think that is an excellent question that not a lot of people have asked, but I have been begging for people to ask in this show. And I think the answer right now is no. So I'm looking forward to seeing the conflict between the Starks and Daenerys and between Jon and Daenerys because Jon has done a lot of things that I don't think Daenerys would do to save her people, even though she would front that she might. uh, Yeah, I'm with you there. I think Jon is absolutely... He's not as irrational like rash he you know he actually thinks things through and he's just and i don't know there. if that's necessarily the case i think john jumps into things quite a bit i, th- I would say sansa thinks things through more than john yeah within the ruling the john brightest. is definitely yeah <laughs> but i love him yeah <laughs> well i like i love john because he tries to be a good person and when he makes mistakes he acknowledges it and like mm-hmm. when the first thing that he said when Sam brought that up was he said, I've executed people for disobeying me before. And Sam was like, yes, but you also showed mercy and gave them the opportunity to like have mercy and that sort of thing. So there's just a fundamental difference between the two of them and how they rule. And I think that stems from their own like egos. And I think John is willing to take a step aside while well, Daenerys John, is. John's never wanted to be a yeah. ruler. He's never wanted to be a king. And I think that, you know, would make him good. Daenerys yeah. is so power hungry. She's one of the, th- she's one of the throne this whole time. That's, that's yeah. all she's, yeah, exactly. That's all she's got her uh, sights set on. So lots of good stuff at Winterfell. Um, the dragon ride. What did you think about that? That was probably my uh, least favorite part of the episode. Yeah. I thought it was pretty corny, but they needed to like, I think they couldn't focus on, the romance between John and Daenerys very much because they just didn't have time. And yeah, at the same time, a... they needed to develop it a little bit further than, you know, them sleeping together just the one time in yeah. order to make the conflict that's coming more powerful. I can see that. But at the same time, it was like a 54 minute episode and 10 minutes of it are dedicated to yeah. like a pretty, yeah. it was pretty, I would rather, too. I would like, I would rather have them taken that time to show Theon executing his plan to rescue Yara more than just like, oh, hey, he did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was really so quick. showed up on the boat and uh, then got headbutted, and that was the end of it. Yeah, but, and I was like, well, I that mean, was that's, that's another thing fast. that got out of the way, just like, 
Yeah, that was really the quickest fast. thing, which is yeah. like the good and bad of the pacing. The good side mm-hmm. of it is is that you can feel the urgency and you can feel like, okay, we got to let John know that this is that who his true parents are right away, which I think is great. But then on the other hand, it's like we have some loose plot ends that are not going to be satisfied in a very well thought out way because we just don't have enough time to get through everything that we need to get through and we have to give it yeah. a resolution. So bam, there it is. You know, the way they laid out this episode, especially like everything that was going on at King's Landing with uh, Cersei and Euron and the Golden Company and stuff, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that they might actually resolve everything with the Night King yeah, early on in this I would season agree. and then focus on the throne. I, I think that is what's going to happen, yeah, especially I, I when think so too. we watch like the Coming season. into it, I was like, oh, we're going to have a big final battle against the Night King, and now I'm not so sure that's going to be the case. Yeah. Um, especially watching the preview for the second episode, it, uh, it seems like I didn't watch the, any of the trailers. Oh, I, I went in blind. Then I won't spoil it for you. <laughs> okay. Um, so we've talked about Winterfell. We've mentioned Euron's ships, and he finally got to be with Cersei. Good for him, I suppose. I think they're a cute couple. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they are perfect finally. for each other. I did think yeah. about that after they had slept together. And she was like, you're the most arrogant man I've ever met. And I was like, you know? He's perfect for you. They really do fit each other quite nicely. Yeah, they, um, they really do. I have no idea what to think about her pregnancy. She gave such a weird look after he said yeah, that line. you know, it made me think that maybe she's faking it, but it also... Yeah, I, well, but really Ryan, last episode, I said that, and you told me that I was wrong. Well, I'm saying maybe, but what I'm really thinking is she might <laughs> try to lie about her pregnancy and say it is Euron's when it's actually... Uh, oh, I don't think she's pregnant. I, I, I'm very up in the air about that whole thing. Yeah, but I anyway, am too. I don't know. That happens. Really, the last place we haven't talked about is uh, the last hearth home. Of, yeah, yeah. We wait, real quickly. This just there. made me think of it. On the subject of that, in Winterfell, come on, Lord Glover, what the fuck are you doing, man? I pledged to serve the House Stark until, like, the end of my, like, for the next thousand years. And then mm-hmm. as soon as the White Walkers breach the wall, he's like, actually, I'm going to keep my people uh, back at my home. Good luck with the fight. <laughs> yeah. What I a mean, loser. Seems like a pretty bad idea on his part. Especially uh, after he just, like, ditched them for the Battle of the Bastards. And they're like, okay, yeah, we forgive like, you. <laughs> even, if, even if he didn't get slaughtered by the White Walkers, like, no, that was That was, afterwards. Uh, Lord Glover didn't get slaughtered. That was uh, Ned Umber. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But poor Ned Umber. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. That he, was a horrifying scene. I honestly... Thought, I thought I thought that uh, Tormund might die or bear. I thought he was going to die. I, yeah, I was 100% I, like, certain in that really moment that he was going to die, was which was kind of refreshing because, I don't know, I, I love Tormund, but I almost wish that he had died um, just to show us, like, how real things are going to be mm-hmm. within the next few episodes but i think it just goes to show you that any of these characters aside from like i suppose daenerys and john and the night like, king yeah the night king could die at any second now but not even from some conflict like who knows it could doesn't even have to be in the war like anybody could die at any moment like for all we know jamie could get executed in the next episode yeah probably I, not and it would be anticlimactic but it could be happen surprised if danny like Tries to execute him, yeah. and that becomes a big... Nobody is conflict. safe right now, and that was fun to see. That was a horrifying yeah. set piece with the Man. blue eyes opening in the background. And then I think, like, in lighting it on fire, I think that was uh, some sort of White Walker blood magic. Because, you know, a lot <laughs> of magic in the Game of Thrones 
universe stems through like using bodies and blood and stuff like yeah like the witch from Ashai who cursed Danny she used the horse you know and True, using yeah. a kid I feel like that's that's the darkest of dark magic yeah but yeah and it was also a bit of a callback to the first episode when they're in the very very beginning of it when the three rangers who we mm-hmm. don't really who are end up not being important are ranging past the wall they see the young girl nailed to the tree and they see the spirals of the dead wildlings and yeah so yeah just one more time nailing that imagery into our heads uh yeah that was scary but a nice reunion there between dolores ed and torment which i think was a cool moment just because it shows how far the knight that was the lord commander of the night's watch and essentially the de facto leader of the free folk mm-hmm. celebrating that they were together and alive and seeing each other again which just like goes to show how far that they have come because of john snow so regardless of what happens to him and regardless of if he ends up on the Iron Throne, his legacy is cemented as somebody who did a lot of good for the North. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, now the the wall is gone. Not that any anyone north of the wall would be dead already anyways, I guess. There aren't going to be any surviving wildlings. But I feel like that's, you know, that's another yeah. big symbol for the mm-hmm. free folk, at least. I agree. I would say that my only real nitpick with this issue is that as as urgent as a lot of it was, there were times where I thought there could have been more. Like, for example, the dragon riding scene. I'm like, come on, guys. You know at this point that the White Walkers have broken down the wall and they're marching towards you. You don't really have time to do stuff like this. And at the beginning when Bran was like, we don't have time for this. I didn't mean to do that. But when Bran said that and that he was like, they have one of your dragons, nobody was like, what the fuck? They have one of our dragons now? They have an yeah, ice no dragon. Everybody was just like, like oh, hmm, okay, right. they took it in remarkable stride. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they were unfazed. So there were times where I was like, people, you need to like really understand the weight of what's going on right now. I want it to be even more frantic and hectic going forward. I would like to see that. Oh, I'm sure it will be, yeah. yeah. This was a pretty mellow episode considering the circumstances. Considering the implications of the matter yeah. at hand, yeah. But yeah, a very solid start to the season. Uh, so let's look ahead to the next episode now. We're going to play a little game throughout the end of the season um, where each episode beforehand we're going to ask three questions and Ryan and I are both going to make a prediction for it. And then if we're correct, we'll get a point and we'll see who has the most points at the end of the season. We haven't decided what the winner or loser will be subjected to, but we'll see who wins, who is the smarter, who has gamed the, the throne Who's the in a the who has the the throne of this game? Good, good one. <laughs> yep. All right. So, looking ahead to the next episode, Ryan, how many named characters are going to die in season eight, episode two? And you'll get right. bonus points if you give the names. Oh, I'm I'm not going to give the names. That's okay. going to be just too tough i feel like but i think that four characters wow that's a high number episode yeah i mean they didn't take anyone this episode i'm thinking give me just give me a taste give me one person that you think is gonna die just one because you're gonna say four that's a lot you think torment even yeah i feel like someone from that group is gonna die okay at least torment and okay so i'll just put torment ed and barrack for you yeah i think two named characters are gonna die next episode Okay. I fear for Torment. He has escaped some sticky situations. He sure has. Seemed like he was going to die at Battle of the Bastards. It seemed like he was going to die when they went beyond the wall. And it I really, really seemed like he was, was going to die down now. There. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
I think that unfortunately he's going to get back to Castle Black or not Castle Black to Winterfell this episode, and then I don't see him having much more time. And this one might be. I'm crazy. afraid they might not make it back to Winterfell, well, or they might they run into trouble on the way back. I mean, we'll see. They do. They, oh, it's in the trailer well, for the second episode. <laughs> they just put that there to mislead you. To <laughs> they shot a bunch of fake scenes. Yes. Um. And then this one might be crazy, Ryan. So call me crazy if you think it's too crazy. You're I crazy. think. Well, I haven't said it yet. Oh. Three. Two, I think. I think Sam might die next episode. Oh, you know, I can kind of see where you're coming from. One thing we didn't, we didn't really touch on. Now that uh, Randall and his brother are gone, He's isn't the, Sam the head of House Tarly? Yeah. Yeah. So not that that really matters right now. I mean, but yeah. Now it's not much a big deal. He's the head of House Tarly, but also I think that. There's definitely going to be, he's going, I mean, he has already made it clear that he wants John to try to make a, an attempt for the throne. Um, oh, yeah. And I with don't, good I don't reason. think he's going to roll over with Danny after him, her. Oh, yeah. And he served his purpose family. as a character from a broadly character perspective. His purpose was to tell John about what happened, about yeah. how they knew, because he had mm-hmm. the Meister's diary and Bran had whatever Bran has. Um, he served his purpose in that regard, so... I mean, I don't see what else really there is for him to do as a character um, other than just kind of be there. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam meets an end within maybe not next episode, but within the next like two or three. I think I think Sam is going to die before the finale. Yeah, you don't think he'll make it all the way through? I think, no, that's, I, a, I think that's a fair bet. Okay. Those are my two that I think are going to die. Uh, next prediction, Ryan. I you counted apparently. You counted how many times Sansa glared at Daenerys in this episode, and and what did you come to? Three, three times three. that there was a a full on glare. Full on glare. Yeah. Interesting. Do you remember when they were? Definitely one when they were meeting in the dining room. Well, there was one when they first came in to Winterfell through the gates. Okay, then and she's was... like, "Winterfell is yours, your grace." Yeah, and then there was actually two when they were in the dining room. There was okay. one where she said, like, what do dragons eat, whatever they want, and then they glared yeah. at each other, and I actually don't remember. But there was three? Before that. Well, I'll have to take your word for it. Uh, what's your over-under for how many times Sansa's going to glare at Danny in episode two? I think there's going to be more glares in the next You think episode. it's going to be over three? I do. I think it's going to be three exactly. Oh, wow. I'm going with the even. Stay consistent with the glare number. Yeah, I think that they have mapped... I mean, George R.R. Martin is meticulous in his planning. Oh, yeah, he sure is. And I wouldn't be surprised... You can only include so many glares in a a show. you got to spread... Well, it definitely means something, too. I don't know what, but it means something. And I'm intrigued to find out what it is. So, three glares, keeping it that way. All right, the final one, and this, I think, is going to kind of dig into the meat of what the next episode is going to focus on. What is going to be Jamie's fate in the final episode? We see him ride into Winterfell, hooded. At the very end of the episode, he takes his cloak off to reveal a grizzled beard. I dig he, the beard. I thought it was uh, thought it was nice. Well, we're not here to discuss Jamie's beard, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Then what are we, we doing please here, get back to the show and focus, please? Thank uh, you. Are we talking about Jamie's, like, fate at the end of the episode or just what we think, like, something we think will happen to Jamie next episode? 
I guess just like what do you think the character what do you think Sansa and Daenerys and Jon and Tyrion and Arya and all those people are gonna decide to do to Jamie? I think that at least briefly Jamie will be jailed. You think he's gonna be jailed? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I I think that I don't know. I think that madness has had its day and that Jamie is gonna be allowed to fight. I think that yeah. they're going to put their trial for him on hold until the end of the wars. Um, and I think that him coming to the side and informing them of the threat that Cersei poses is a good step for him. So I think that they're going to let him go free, at least for now, until the war is over. Yeah, maybe. But I, or I'm really interested. throw him out of a window. They could do that, too. Yeah. I, I read one thing that was really funny. They'd be like, what if they just make his punishment that he has to wheel Bran around for the rest of the series? <laughs> You could replace Hodor. And yeah, poetic justice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep you posted on how that goes. Uh, next episode, I have marked down our answers. We'll keep tallies of points, and we'll go from there. Now it's time to kind of wrap things up a little bit with some power rankings. Um, throughout this season, we'll be monitoring who our favorite characters of just this season are, how they've behaved. We can rank people based on how much we like them, how much fun they were this episode, who won the episode, or who we think is in deep trouble going forward. Uh, so, Ryan, who is your top three? Let's start at number three. Who is your top three, Ryan? My number three for this first episode is Sansa, actually. Nice. I thought How she come? was uh, pretty tight. Um, pretty tight. <laughs> she didn't roll over at all with Daenerys. She immediately like met it with conflict. She was like, you're supposed to be the king of the north, John. You're kind of abandoning the family yeah all that good stuff and i i mean yeah she just brought all that like straight up to light and we're gonna have to address it in the next episodes yeah my number three was bran didn't do a whole lot but man the things he did were hardcore yeah it's <laughs> he immediately <laughs> dropped the bomb that the wall was down yeah that, <laughs> that was a real he's like we didn't listen guys reunion. we don't have time for this this stuff <laughs> The wall is down. <laughs> they're coming. Let's let's get to work now. And then he uh, just—he's everywhere. I didn't mention with Sansa was her uh, her brief re- little reunion with Tyrion. I really liked that yeah. interaction. That was that was cool. I did too. I, that was you know you didn't really think about that as a reunion that you're like anticipating, but then as soon as you see him on screen, you're like, oh wow, yes, yeah, that's because I mean that, that was a big deal. These guys were married. Mm-hmm. And I think Tyrion summed it up best when he said, "A lot of people underestimated you, Sansa, and most of those people are dead now." Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Who's your number two character? My number two is Arya. I really liked Arya this episode. Just like the reunions and, and whatnot? Huh? Just liked the reunions and whatnot? Yeah, it, mostly just because of her meeting up with Jon again. I I really liked that scene. Yeah. I, I, did, I liked when Jon and Arya reunited and Jon was like, uh, Sansa needs to get off my back. And Arya was like, no, no, Sansa's trying to protect our family. Yeah, I thought it was really powerful when she said Sansa's the smartest person I've ever met. Cause, I agree. Yeah, I mean, they've had so much animosity between those two Yeah. in the past. And yeah, so that was a big compliment. My number two actually was Sansa. Because really? I think that, the, yeah, the way her character has evolved for me has just been so awesome. And... Yeah, she was super I th- badass. I, I think, episode. honestly, I think I'm rooting for Sansa to have a happy ending more than almost any other character. I think um, she's suffered more than almost any other character. So. Yeah, 
I, I wouldn't be upset if she ends up as queen in the north at the end. Yeah, um, and I, 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 I think she deserves it. I think she would I mean, be an excellent John, ruler. If John gets to the throne, then it would go to her. It would make sense. So. Yeah, she is very focused. She is concerned more with yeah. the logistics of things than other I mean, rulers tend to she's be. She's been acting as Lady of Winterfell for yeah. a long, well, not a long time. And the people, like the people trust now. her and look to her now. Yeah, I mean, you could see it in their little meeting with the little boy who came in. Uh, that she was running the show there. It was like her yeah. verdict to hand out, not John's, not Daenerys. She was in charge. Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling that we're both going to have the same one for number one, but I'll, I'll hear what yours is first. I, I've been going first. Why don't you go first? I also well, feel that we'll have the same. Number okay, one. Well, let's just say it at the same time then. All right, Solve that problem. Go. Three, two, one. Sam. Sam. Yep. wasn't quite at the same time, but the sentiment is uh, there. There's, there's a little lag, so it's hard to <laughs> Yeah, I, Sam's character, part of it was the acting. Mm-hmm. John knocked it out of the park. The other part yep. was just such a genuine, excellent bit of emotion, not over his, not only over his family dying, but then when he finally is able to bring the information to John that he's been waiting to tell him, tell him his true parentage, that he's the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Uh, the line, I'm not talking about Winterfell, I'm talking about the bloody king of the Seven Kingdoms was really... Yeah, a powerful one. I thought. Yeah, and I mean, it it really had to come from Sam. Like John yeah. probably wouldn't have. He know, wouldn't have trusted it from anybody else. Otherwise, yeah, he knows that Sam wouldn't have told him that if, if it wasn't true. It and true. you, he, I mean, he questions it at first. He's like, "You're telling me that my father, the most honorable man I've ever met, lied to me my whole life." Yeah, and Sam's like, "Boyo, you're the king," and that's the scene. Man, yeah, that was an intense scene. Good stuff. All right, that brings us to a sadder part, the bottom three. Ugh. Who is your your third in the bottom of the power rankings? Oh, boy, I didn't know we were doing bottoms. Uh, Ryan, uh, I you said go top first. three and bottom three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my third from the bottom is Tyrion, actually. Really? I'm just, yeah, I'm just disappointed with the way Tyrion has gone since he went to, since he went to Daenerys' aid. Basically, he in season two, he was great at playing the game and he was out thinking his opponents and was just an excellent excellent hand of the king and now like every plot that he comes up with fails sending the people to Casterly Rock failed miserably in season 7 he just like constantly is making the wrong choices and his decision to trust Cersei at this point is just yeah, beyond dumb shocked that he... and Sansa calling him out and being like I thought you were the most I used to think you were the most clever man I ever knew I'm well, sure that's going to be a wake up call for him though, I after. hope so because I miss I... old Tyrion yeah. now all I he mean, does I mean now that Jamie's here I guess it doesn't really matter because Jamie, I'm sure is going to you know tell them which, what Cersei's up to. Yeah, but also I wouldn't be surprised if Danny uses this as an opportunity to, to accuse Tyrion of being disloyal, as she seems to do once every episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just miss old Tyrion. Now all he really does is make eunuch jokes and then do dumb political strategy. And I would like to see the real Tyrion come back. Yeah, there's no, there's no conniving anymore with Tyrion. Yeah, he makes plans that are just bad. Yeah. And him, yeah, him not being able to see through Cersei is just uh, just his lowest moment for me. Yeah, I can uh, I can definitely see where you're coming from there. So he's my third to the bottom. Who's yours? I actually put Varys at interesting the bottom. 
I would have him solidly in the middle of the pack for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just I because mean, I I think the line where he's like, nothing lasts when looking at John and Danny was nice foreshadowing, so. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Why'd you cool. have him at the bottom? I just, uh, I feel like he's gonna die more than anything, really. <laughs> you um, think that's coming soon? Yeah, I just, I feel like he's used up his, well, usefulness. I don't think he's got much left in him, you know. He yeah. he kind of brought everyone together. He was playing both sides for a while, mostly supporting Danny, you know, making sure she didn't die in Karth or anything. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and now I feel like uh, it's it's really, he's nearing his end here. That's fair. All right, second from the bottom, I put... This is just... I I didn't have enough characters that I felt like did bad things this episode, so this one was more just a character that I have long disliked. Uh, Sir Royce, the leader of the Knights of the Vale. He just bothers Mm. me. I don't know what it is. He's so old, and his chest plate armor that he wears is... There's no way that his pecs are that strong. Like, they're not that big. He definitely wears armor that puffs out his chest more than needs to just because he wants to. shoulder pads on there, too. Yeah. (laughs) And the way he talks is just so annoying. He's like... Well, my queen. He's just, I I don't know. I just don't like him, and I hope that he dies. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Man, I'm struggling to place someone at number two, but I I don't really, I can't justify this very well, but I put Brienne there just because I feel like she didn't do anything at all. Yeah. She was... She was really non-existent in this episode. I, I think her role will kick up next episode with Jamie yeah. coming in, though. Yeah, I think so, too. And I mean, she didn't do anything bad. She just didn't do anything. So I'm putting yeah. her at number two. All right, then we're to the bottom. My number three at the very bottom was Euron. Oh, Not yeah. only do I dislike him and think he's just an awful human, obviously, but let's be real here. Let's, let's just think about this. Euron, knowingly and willingly... Picked the side of the war that doesn't have dragons, that has the smaller army, less land, and is probably going to lose just so that he could get in Cersei's pants. Yeah. That's do you think Euron's he, do you think he could uh, just turn tail, take the Iron Fleet, and dip out? That's, that's I mean, what yeah, he said yeah, to Yora. Like, he said, first, I'm going to fuck the queen, but he was yeah, saying that's, he could just... I mean, it's a, a possibility, but yeah, I mean, I, just regardless of what he does... I think he made the wrong choice in the first place. Yeah. Well, I I like him as a villain, but he yeah he's a bad guy. He's a villain. <laughs> I put Danny. I, I okay, think I had to just because uh, you know, fucker. Here's why also, I did in her in her discussion where she told Sam about you know her roasting his his father and brother. Yeah. I feel like she didn't seem that apologetic at all. Like, no, Zora seemed a she lot was, more sincere than yeah. she did. She was just kind of telling him. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think she really felt much remorse for it. And I hope yeah. that, I, I, I mean, I hope that she comes around and becomes a better, a better person and a better ruler because of these things kind of coming full circle and actually her decisions having a, a real impact on people around her now. Um, I hope that happens. The reason I didn't put her there was because I did think I didn't like that. Um, but we also saw Danny like laughing and giggling and having fun and just being more like an actual human this episode, more so than we have in the past. 
And I am holding on to that as just a sliver of hope that perhaps we'll have more of that in the future and that Danny and her love for Jon Snow and her yeah. desire I mean, to... I could definitely still see her and Jon like working out together because Jon, I think, could you know anchor her. Like earlier in the series, Tyrion said that she chose him in it as an advisor because she knew herself. She knew that her nature was to be kind of rash and that Tyrion could act against that, counteract that. And I think John would be very effective as in doing that as a husband. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I agree. There's there's a whole lot of whole lot of directions the show could go from here. Now we gotta wait though. That's the bummer. Yeah. It's fun, that but it's also uh I don't wanna wait, you know. <laughs> We've only got five episodes left. Yeah. yeah which means sad. that we're only going to talk to each other five more times, Ryan. And then uh, that's the end of it. Friendship yeah. over. Yeah. Well, well, that co- is bringing this podcast to ship. what? Co-host ship over, I guess I should say. Yeah. The, the Thrones will have been gamed. Yep. Well, Ryan. Right, well, uh, let's, let's get back to it next week, yeah? Uh, let me check my schedule. I might have some things on Sunday. Is that the day you're asking? Sure. I can't on yeah. Sunday because I'm podcasting with you, Ryan. Uh, I, I see what you you did there. That was a good yeah. one. Thank you. Uh, you know what? I can't on, on Sunday, actually, it turns out. Oh, uh, do you have another doctor's appointment for that rash? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You You should know you. I know you told me not to say any. I know that you you're sensitive about it. Well, sensitive because of the well, rash, yeah, but also, of but also it's because sensitive. it's a it's a rash. Yeah, but also it. like because you don't want people knowing about it. I know you told me you didn't want me to say, but I just think it's kind of cool that you have a Sunday like a doctor that will see you on Sunday for something like mm-hmm. that. Just that's how serious it is, and I just want us. Yeah, yeah. Us, my, I just want our listeners to know that you're fighting through. Religious, so he actually does all his work on Sundays. Good, and then rest the rest of the week well we'll talk when we talk then i guess yeah we sure will uh, until good then stuff. looking forward to the next episode yeah i love you you too goodbye bye